the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you want to grow in Christ, you have to concentrate on living for Him now. Making progress and becoming like Christ now. Reaching forward to what lies ahead. Notice that's what Paul says at the end of verse 13. Forgetting what lies behind, he says, reaching forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead? Maturity. I'm moving now in the present forward, not in the past. So don't let Satan distract you. The past is over, your failures are forgiven, and your victories won't help you today anyway. I have known some people who lived in the past. It often happens when we get older. We have lots of accomplishments that we're proud of. We like to talk about past glories, and we remember them fondly. But if we dwell too much in the good old days, we neglect the present and the future. And frankly, people will begin to avoid us because we bore them. We need a better reason to get out of bed in the morning than just reminiscing. We need something to look forward to. This is Peter Silseth. I would like to welcome you to Verse by Verse, a Bible class of the air taught by Pastor Steve Kreloff. Pastor Steve has been serving for more than 27 years at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. His clear, practical messages make the transition from the pulpit to your radio through the work of Verse by Verse Ministries. We are in the midst of a series of lessons about spiritual maturity from chapter 3 of the book of Philippians. If you are following along in your Bible, we will be continuing today in verse 14. Our enemy, the devil, does not want us to become spiritually mature. He will do all that is in his power to hinder our progress. One of his most effective tools is simply distraction. We are all cursed with just a little bit of spiritual attention deficit disorder. So it is a simple matter for Satan to take advantage of that. But once we are on to his tricks, we can prepare ourselves to stand against them. Our attitudes toward our need for growth will help us too. We have seen how attitudes of honesty about our condition and desire to improve it help to inspire us to grow in Christ. In our last class, we began to consider the motivation that comes from an attitude of concentration. Let's continue that thought now before we move on to another attitude, determination. Here is Pastor Steve. Just as a runner concentrates on finishing and winning, so Paul says, I concentrate on becoming like Christ. But one thing, and he's going to tell us what that one thing is. Now, notice, notice, let me read the rest of the verse and then we'll explain it. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, reaching forward to what lies ahead. And then he says in verse 14, I press towards the goal. One thing. In other words, what he is saying is I refuse to be distracted. I concentrate. I refuse to be distracted from spiritual maturity. And you know what? That, folks, is an absolute necessity if we want to grow in Christ. Don't let distractions distract you. Couldn't think of another word. 
many of us have never learned to concentrate on becoming like Christ. We are easily distracted. We allow ourselves to be distracted. What can distract us from becoming like Christ? The same thing that could distract Paul. And that's why he goes on to say in verse 13, forgetting what lies behind, forgetting the past, forgetting the past. One thing I do, he says, I press on, but I forget the past. Now, it's important to understand that in Bible terminology, when the Bible uses the word forget, it does not mean to fail to remember or obliterating the memory of the past. So many believers don't understand that. Forget does not mean that you have a lapse of memory. No one forgets the past. No one, unless there's something wrong with you. Brain malfunction, senility, hypnosis, you can forget the past that way. But no one in his sound mind forgets the past. We wish we could sometimes. We'd like to erase some bad past memories, but it can't be done. Let me prove this to you. Look back at verses 5 through 7. Did Paul forget the past? Circumcised the eighth day, the nation of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin. All these things. Paul said, this is the way I was. Paul often told his testimony. His testimony was that he was a murderer. He murdered Christians. Did he forget the past? Think he would have liked to forget the past? Sure. Think he would have liked to have forgotten those things. When the Bible refers to forgetting, it means no longer to be affected or influenced by no longer to be affected by the past or influenced by it. For instance, when God says he forgets our sins, do you think God in his, in his mind doesn't remember? That God can't remember something? No. He forgets our sins in the sense that God no longer lets our sins affect our standing with him or influence his attitude towards us. It's not that God has a memory lapse. Someone has said this, when God forgives, he, he says, I've, I've thrown your sins into the sea, and then he puts up a no fishing sign. You know, Just doesn't let, let those affect him, our relationship. They don't influence him anymore. And when Paul says that he forgets the past, he means that he doesn't allow his past to affect his pursuit of maturity. He doesn't let it distract him from running the race. Now, now how would that be? How could his past and our past affect us? And this is very critical that you understand this. If you've ever run a foot race and you know that the worst thing to do, which is something that I am prone to do, is to look back. When you look back, and many people have lost a race by looking back, you lose speed, you break stride, and most of the time you lose direction, and you also lose the race if you're in contention. You don't look back. You don't look back. It's a real tendency and temptation to do that. You don't look back. If Paul looked back on his past life, he would see two things. And you would see two things, past failure, past success, successes, failures and successes. And they would both distract you. If Paul looked back on his past, you know what he would see? He was a murderer. He had persecuted the church. He had hated the Lord Jesus. If he looked to his past successes, he would see that he planted churches. He led many people to Christ. He wrote New Testament books. He reached large cities with the gospel. And both the failures and successes of his past would affect his pursuit of maturity. And that's the same thing with you and with me. How would your failures affect your pursuit of maturity? Well, look at your past sins. And you would see some terrible things that you're ashamed of. And you know what? Satan would whisper in your ear, how could God ever use you? How could you ever think of becoming like Christ? Well, look what you did back there. Look at your problems. 
While you had a sin habit, that's a disgrace. You did something here that if anyone knew about it, they would just laugh at you and say, you, a Christian, how can you ever be like Christ when you've been so sinful? And that's how Satan distracts us. Now, the cure to that is to accept God's forgiveness. Forget the past. God doesn't hold it against you. Don't you hold it against you. Forget the past and concentrate on going forward. You can't do anything about the past. It's forgiven. Believe what God has said. But what about your successes? Well, they'll distract you too. You look back at your successes. Maybe you've taught Sunday school. Maybe you've been a a deacon in a church. You've been a leader in the church. You've led some people to the Lord. Uh, Maybe some of you, your children have grown up. They're serving the Lord and they're they're, uh, real testimony to some wonderful things. Satan will whisper in your ear, you don't need to grow. Look at what you've done. Why, you've done more in your short lifetime than many have done in, in a whole lifetime. What more can be expected of you? You've arrived. You're great. Listen, don't live in the past vict- with the past victories because they don't affect the present. What's past is past in your success. They don't help you today. They won't help you today. In fact, if you think about them, they'll harm you. You have to just forget in the sense of don't, uh, don't let it distract you today. You know, that's true in all walks of life. Uh, you know that I'm a baseball fan, and, and more than a fan, I, I study the silly game. And uh, last year, I remember, and I think this is the same principle of not letting the past affect the present. I remember the playoffs with the uh, Dodgers and Mets, and all the announcers kept saying was, you know, the Mets beat the Dodgers nine out of ten times this year when they met regularly. You know what? I think the Mets uh, remembered that. They shouldn't have because they got beat. They got beat in the playoffs. The Dodgers chose to say what's over is over. The regular season is gone. Not going to affect us now. The Mets probably thought, hey, piece of cake. We beat them nine out of ten. We'll take them in the playoffs. And they lost. Don't live in the past. It'll distract you from the present. And with us, it's maturity is what we're after. If you want to grow in Christ, you have to concentrate on living for him now, making progress and becoming like Christ now, reaching forward to what lies ahead. Notice that's what Paul says, the end of verse 13, forgetting what lies behind. He says, reaching forward to what lies ahead. What lies ahead? Maturity. I'm moving now in the present forward, not in the past. So don't let Satan distract you. The past is over, your failures are forgiven, and your victories won't help you today anyway. So if you want to have the attitudes of maturity that lead to maturity, it has to be honesty, honest evaluation of yourself, desire to grow in the Lord, and don't just have this theology which says, well, the moment I die or raptured, God will take care of it, so I don't need to do anything. That's not biblical. That's not the full biblical picture, we should say. And then concentration. You've got to concentrate You've got to put the other things out of your mind. This one thing I do. But then there's a fourth attitude, and that's determination. Determine that you are going to mature. Be like Christ. Verse 14 tells us this. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Great verse. Paul is saying, I'm determined to finish the race and receive the prize. It's basically what he's saying. I'm determined. I press on. I'm not going to give up. I persevere. What kept him going? What kept him going when he felt like giving up? What keeps you going when you feel like giving up? And you do feel like giving up. I feel like giving up. There are days when you feel like giving up. Why bother? Everything I do falls apart, right? 
I mean, that's how he feels. Why keep on going? The goal. He saw the goal. He kept his eyes on the goal. What was the goal? To be like Christ. That's what keeps you going. To be like Christ. And when we say keep your eyes on Jesus, this is what we mean. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. To be like him. That's the goal. He's like a runner who's just turned the curve and he's now in the, in the home stretch where he can see the goal and he's determined to get to it. I have taken up in the last year the sport of jogging and it's moved into racing and I have run some races, never doing particularly well, but uh, in fact the only ones who are behind me are people who are a lot older than me and people a lot younger than me. My age bracket's way ahead, just the kids and those who you're surprised that they're still running, who are behind me. But usually every race I've run, I think I've run two or three races, I, uh, I have the same thought go through my mind. Every race, why am I doing this? Why do I punish myself like this? Every race. And usually it hits me around the middle of the race. And there's this thought that goes through my mind, you know, you could stop. You could just walk the rest of the way. I mean, you're not in this to get on the Olympic team. This isn't what you do for a living. I will leave you hanging there for just a minute. Pastor Steve will be right back to tell us what keeps him going. But we want to welcome those of you who just tuned in. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve will soon be taking a trip to Israel and would like to invite you to come along. Here he is with more information. I'm Pastor Steve Kreloff from Verse by Verse here on WTBN. I want to tell you about an exciting opportunity to join me on a trip to Israel I'll be leading this May. We'll be visiting those sites in Israel where Jesus ministered, such places as Capernaum, the Sea of Galilee, the Mount of Beatitudes, the Mount of Olives, Jerusalem, and, and so many more sites. If you're interested in learning more about this tour, then you can call the following number and ask for more information. The number is 877-768-2784, extension one. One one. That's eight seven 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 six eight two seven eight four. Extension one one one. The tour dates are May fifth through the fourteenth. I hope you can join us. One more time. That number is eight seven 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 six eight two seven eight four. Extension one one one. I hope you can go along on this exciting trip. Now let's get back to our lesson. I, too, would like to know what keeps Pastor Steve running. You know what keeps me going? The sight of the goal. The sight of the goal, thinking that, you know, in just a little while, it'll be over. It, it'll be over, and then I can just get on with my life. The sight of the goal, and I have had the experience of, of just when I feel like I can't go on anymore, I turn that curve, and I see the finish line. And I don't know what it is. must be a reserve, but I get this kick. And uh, I, I just move a lot faster. Why? Because I want to get this over with. Finish this thing. I think that's what Paul is saying. What keeps me going, he's saying, spiritual maturity is that my eyes are on Jesus. I want to be like him. I, I want to finish the race, and I want to hit the mark. That's the word goal or mark. I want to be like Christ. 
And what was the prize? Notice in verse 14, he says, I press toward the goal. And the goal is to be like Christ. Why? For the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What's, what's the prize that God would give him for pressing toward the goal? I believe that we get rewards for service, for faithfulness, for our motives being right. And I think that Paul has gotten or will get, and we will get if we're faithful to him, crowns. But I don't think that's primarily what Paul is talking about here. I think that Paul is not saying, I really run for a crown. I think Olympic runners run for medals, but Paul had a much higher uh, prize in mind. And I'd like you to look at 2 Corinthians. You need to turn there. 2 Corinthians, after Romans comes 1 Corinthians and then 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. I think this is what Paul ran for. I think this is the prize. This is the motivating factor for spiritual maturity. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 9. It's in a context dealing with rewards at what we would call the Bema seat, sometimes translated the judgment seat of Christ, but it is the Bema seat where rewards were given for the ancient Greek games. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 9, he says, Therefore also we have as our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be pleasing to him. And then he says in verse 10, For we must all appear before the judgment or the beam of seat of Christ. You know what the prize was in Paul's mind? That when he stood before the Lord and he finally got home, the Lord would say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've pleased me. You've been a pleasure to me. That was the prize that he was after. Paul was determined to grow in Christ because he wanted to please the Lord. That's why he can't quit. That's what life is all about for a Christian. That's what spiritual maturity is all about. Now, yes, he may have gotten uh, a reward after that, but that's nothing. Because we're gonna, the Bible says we're going to give the crowns back to him. But ringing, I know, at least from my perspective now, ringing in my ears throughout all of eternity, I want to hear those words, well done. Well done, Steve. Good and faithful servant. That's, that's the prize worth running for. That's really what it's all about. If you want to please the Lord, you have to be determined to grow in Him. That's His will for you. That's what, uh, what He wants. That's His purpose for you. All the other things fit, fit in in that, but that's His ultimate purpose. And I think when, he, when Paul refers to the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, it's, it's when we're called up. We're called to be with Christ, whether the rapture or death. We're called up. The imagery is of the Bema seat where the, the emperor or who was ever in charge of the games would call someone up to the podium platform and give them a, a crown or a prize. Pleasing him. Is that your goal? Is that your desire? Do you really want to please the Lord? See, that's, what, that's why we're so determined to be like Christ. But it takes the right attitudes, honesty, desire, concentration, determination. If you want to grow and be like him, then very quickly we want to look at verses 15 and 16. Actually, if you don't want to look and be like him, we're going to still look at verses 15 and 16, but very quickly. Verse 15 says, and, and Paul is finished now telling them about the goals, but he says in verse 15, let us therefore, as many as are perfect, and he means now mature, Christ-like on this earth. If, if you have a measure of maturity, have this attitude. And 
if in anything you have a different attitude, so he's speaking about attitudes, God will reveal that also to you. What he's saying is, do you, what he's saying is then, uh, if you have, if you agree with him, and yet you study some things and they're not clear in your mind, there are some minor points that you don't understand. You see things differently about spiritual growth and maturity and attitudes. You hear this and you say, well, some things are not clear to me. Then Paul says, the Lord will enlighten you if your minds are open. That's what verse 15 means. If you have maturity and you have this attitude, just keep an open mind. God will make clear to you the minor points. Understand the major point is to grow in Christ. And then he says in verse 16, however, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. In other words, don't wait until you understand everything about spiritual maturity to start growing. In other words, live up to the truth that you do know now. There are some people who say, well, I don't understand this. I don't know. I don't understand how you can be uh, growing in Christ and yet we're going to be perfect. What Paul is saying is live up to the truths that you know now. Don't wait till everything becomes clear to you about spiritual maturity. Be faithful to as much truth as you do understand. Don't be confused by what you don't understand. And that's all part of maturity. We grow in our understanding. We grow in the Lord. Let's bow for, for prayer. And as we're waiting upon the Lord, you have to search your hearts and allow the Spirit of God to search your heart. Where are you in terms of growth? What are you doing in life? If you're a Christian and you're not growing, you're wasting your life. Wasting your life. Saddest thing for me, and we're, we're still before him, I'm just giving some concluding thoughts. Saddest thing for me is to do a funeral of someone who professed to know Christ and know in my own heart that they wasted their lives. They never lived in pursuit of maturity. Wasted their lives. It's difficult to know what to say. And more than that, it's heartbreaking. You know, it's never too late to determine to start growing. I don't care if you're 80, 90, 100. It's never, regardless of the past, Paul was an adult when he was saved. And he said, this one thing I do, I forget the past. It's never too late to start growing now. When you have these attitudes of honesty, desire, concentration, determination, you will get into the Word of God. You will spend time alone with the Lord. You will be witnessing, not because you're forced to, but because you really want to grow. You really want to grow. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, you can't grow. You have to first come into His family. And we invite you to do that. You come into his family by trusting that he died for you. By coming to him in a surrender of heart and embracing him as the one who paid for your sins. As the one who wants to lead you in life, as the Lord of life, your Lord. You invite him into your life with an understanding that he reigns and you've trusted him. And then you can start growing. We invite you to do that. We invite you to let any of our leaders know so that we can be of assistance to you. And Father, we pray now that these truths will sink deep into our, our hearts. For Lord, for anyone here who thinks that they have arrived, deal with them, Lord. Deal with them so that there would be, beyond these attitudes, an attitude of humility. And Father, for, for those of us who have been distracted by our past, whether it be success or failure, we pray that you help us to put those things aside, concentrate on growing, 
concentrate on Christ, keeping him in front of us. Lord, so easy to, to keep our eyes on people, events, even ministries of the church. Father, you know what it takes to grow, and I pray that each one here would take these truths to heart and would apply them to their lives. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Steve, and thank you, listeners, for joining us today for another verse-by-verse Bible class of the air. May God help us to maintain attitudes of honesty about our spiritual condition, a desire to grow in Christ, concentration on that growth, and determination to pursue holiness every day. Our teacher is Pastor Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been the teaching pastor at Lakeside since 1981. These radio versions of his messages are produced by Verse by Verse Ministries. We are a faith ministry supported by the gifts and prayers of listeners like you. You can find us on the web at versebyverseradio.org. Today's class was the conclusion of a three-part message from Philippians chapter 3. If you would like to hear the entire message at once, you can order a CD or a cassette by calling us at 727-441-1714. Leave your name and a number, and we will call you back during regular office hours. Our number again is 727-441-1714. Have you ever encountered a church that said only members of their denomination or maybe even of their local congregation would go to heaven? Please join us for the next verse by verse to find out why any group claiming that membership in their congregation is required for eternal life is not teaching biblical truth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.